this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. So we started a series last week with Janelle uh, for our vision statement. Uh, And our vision statement is this. Our vision is to bring glory to God and bring people closer to him. We are continually. Come on, everyone under their mask say continually. Continually. Reaching up to worship God, reaching out with the good news of Jesus and reaching in with love to empower and build people. Very simple. And we are still focusing this morning on reaching up to worship God. And I'm going to speak to you this morning about prayer and worshipping God, connecting with God through prayer. And we're going to look at what Jesus did and then how the early church started and how those foundations uh, were set. And uh, the word continually in our vision is, is very biblical. They continued in the book of Acts. They were into it in the first chapter. In the second chapter of Acts, they continued to devote themselves. They continued. And even in Acts chapter 4, you go on again and they, together in prayer, uh, raise their voices in prayer. And it's just such a solid foundation um, for us as a community to be connected to the Father uh, in, in our prayers and to be connected with each other in prayers. Uh, It's very important and it's a great blessing uh, to be connected to God and connected in community, uh, to live spiritually. And, you know, I want to ask you this morning, what is going to be the next step for you this year as you continue in these foundations that God has and as we come up to where we do our annual prayer and fast and what can you do? What's the next step? What is God speaking to you? What's he saying to you this morning? What's he talking to you about uh, about this season that we're in and getting the fire of God, the passion of Jesus in your heart and continuing down the path that you started uh, when I... I went down to East Gosford, down to the fields there. Uh, there's some soccer fields there. and I went down there and I looked up into the sky and I, I just said, God, if you are there, I need to know who you are. And that was, the, one of the, that was the first prayer that I ever prayed. And just after that, I got picked up by a hitchhiker. Uh, I picked up a hitchhiker and he witnessed to me about who Jesus was. And I dropped him off at church. And then I started thinking about who God is. And then I went there and met this people, this community of people, and I, I found Christ, had this encounter with Jesus, uh, and was passionate, was just keen straight away because I realized who God was and who he is, and went to my first prayer meeting in that, that place, and it was, it was crazy. And I remember just sort of slinking into the corner thinking, these guys are crazy, literally. They're crazy. These, these people are crazy. But there was something there. There was the peace of God there. There was the presence of God there. And in the inside, I was excited. I was burning on the inside. I could say something's going on. There was this old guy, Jack. Leah remembers Jack. He's in heaven. And he was just walking around every, every different direction. You had, to look, he was like, you had to get out of the way. Otherwise, he would just walk into you and he was just clapping and praising and, and people were just praying in tongues and I'd never heard that before. 
And that was out there. You know, I imagine coming in and just hearing that. And, uh, and, but something kept me there. And, um, and I'm still going to prayer meetings and still there because God, is, God moves. And God moves when we seek him, when we reach to him. He can, he's sovereign. He, he's got sovereign things going on. But he moves through his people and he wants to answer your prayers. Smith Wigglesworth has this fantastic comment. Uh, fantastic Jesus man, just real like Christ, he, real healer uh, about a hundred years ago. And he says, God is more eager to answer our prayers than we are to ask. And we are to ask. He, he, God wants to answer your prayers. God is dropping prayers and dropping prayers right beside you. He's dropping them in your mind and uh, dropping them in there. And he wants to answer those prayers as all opportunities for us to pray. So the first thing that I want us to look at at, at our personal connection with God, our personal connection with God. And if we look at the life of Jesus, he was always praying. He just continued always. He would pray all night or early in the morning. He would get up or on a mountain he would go or the Bible says he would withdraw to lonely places or desolate places. And he wasn't just going out there. He was going out there to connect with the Father, the Father who is all love, the Father of creation, the Father who loves you more than you would know, who unmeasured, unmerited love. He's connecting with that guy. That guy is ridiculously good. And he wants to connect with you. And this is the way that Jesus connected with the Father. And then he came out of that place and he would pray for people and he was always praying but he was always going to a place and he taught in Matthew chapter 6 in verse 6 he said but when you pray but when you pray go into your room the amplified version says go into your inner room and close the door and pray to your father the guy who loves you more than you could measure who is unseen that that's not in the I just out of that bit, who is unseen, then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So will reward you. He will give you what you're asking for if it's within his will. Some of our prayers are very self-focused, but I'm telling you, he, will, he wants to answer those prayers. God, who are you? Where are you? God, what is grace? God, what is faith? God, what are, what are the things of the kingdom? You ask for kingdom. If you ask for love, there's all this Within love is peace. Maybe you need peace. Maybe you need, um, you know, all the things that are in love uh, open for you. We ask so often for material things. I think it's okay to ask for material things because sometimes you need things. Um, but that's not our focus. Our focus is on God. And he says, go into your room. Make a space. There's always a space. There's always a place. There's always a place. There's always a space. There's always position. Like Jono has his position of how he's going to work out his moves and moving toward. And we move toward, we have a place where we get with God, we wait on God. I've seen Jono climb too. I've just got to talk about it because it was ridiculous. We were out at Lake Kajeligo and they're climbing things and they're jumping off things and we're going this rope and we're swinging out and jumping in the water. And we went to this quarry and we're jumping off and Kath jumped and I thought oh now I've really got to do it because I can't let Kath do it Kath's in the and and then these young Aboriginal guys they're going to think I am uh, Bethany introduced me as this is old man Byron um <laughs> and I'm thinking they're going to think I'm really old man Byron who doesn't do any and who's anyway I'm just thinking right so anyway I start to pray myself to jump off this thing that's how 
I had to, I had to like, God bless me and keep me and make your face shine upon me. <laughs> That's literally what I did. But this rope snapped and John, I'm thinking, where's, where's Cuz? Where is he? And, and I look and he's, he's up this tree and it's like the tree out the front and he ties a new rope up there and then he jumps off into the water and, oh, yeah, that was a, an amazing, I think he got closer to heaven that day. It's like, is he coming up? Oh, better get ready to run in. But there's a place for you. My place is on my driveway. I go out on my driveway. Um, there's a lot of females in my house and uh, I don't really fit into a room. There's always someone busting through that door. So I go out into the driveway uh, at night or in the morning. I go to a different spot or I have a spot in the bush with the mozzies and the leeches and the turkeys are great because they've cleared out all this undergrowth and there's under the trees. I've got a space and I connect with God in that space. Where's your place? Where's your space to wait on God? Are you making a space? It's not really that hard. It's not like that hard. Different times, I've had different spaces when we've been in different locations. And yeah, you can find a space for God. doesn't matter where you are, you can find a place, a room, a space. Where's your space for God? Where's your waiting on God? This year in 2021, I'm going to talk to God just that little bit more. I'm just going to push in and find my space where God is and God has made a space for you through Jesus. He has made a space for you. And when you go into your physical space, you actually enter into a spiritual realm, a spiritual space. In Ephesians, it says that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places, that we are seated with Jesus. We have a seat. We sit down and we have this place, a space where we wait on God. Sitting down is a, a waiting space. It's a space where you wait on God and this is a space, a place of spiritual authority that Jesus has given us. All authority is given to Jesus and Jesus said, I'll give it to you, to his disciples. Well, those guys, they're they're long gone and now it's our turn to go into this space and wait there and get the authority that Jesus has and Stand, sit in it and make our stand. Ephesians says that our fight is in chapter 6, it says our fight is not against flesh and blood. It's not in the physical. It's not in the natural. Our fight is against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms, principalities and powers. And he has seated us in the highest heaven. If you read in Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians, Paul talks about getting called up to the third heaven this place which he couldn't describe, paradise he called it. He couldn't describe the things that he heard there. We've had people come and in our church in McCormack who got stung by five box jellyfish. You really are lucky to survive if you get stung by one. And he has been here three times over the years and shared with us his experience, how he got stung by these box jellyfish. He was living far away from God. He was way out in the Pacific somewhere on an island and going diving at night, got hit by these box jellyfish. God prompts his mother, who's a Christian, to pray for him. She starts praying for him. She's in New Zealand. He's like miles away. He has this full-on encounter with with God, with death, all this stuff. He, He said he woke up and he went to find where the light switch was and he searched around the room trying to find the light switch. Then he went to touch his head and his hand went through his head. It went straight through. 
And then he heard this voice and someone said, shut up, you're in hell. And then heaven opened, Jesus came, took him out and he saw heaven. He saw the spiritual realm of heaven. And Jesus showed him all this stuff and sent him back and he's been preaching the gospel ever since, doing incredible things, incredible things. Stephen, when he's preaching to the religious guys in Acts chapter 7, he's preaching to these religious guys who know all about God and they're just not happy with him. And he's just given it to them about what God has done and how he sent Moses and how he did this and how he did that and what Jesus did. And you guys crucified him and they got really furious. And he goes, look, I see Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Heaven opened up and he looked into the spiritual realm and he saw what he, he saw Jesus standing there waiting for him and they stoned him and great persecution broke out on the church. There's a spirit realm and God has given us authority he's made a place he's made a space he's given us room seated in heavenly places far above all these powers far above he's given us that authority and when you go into your secret place you wait on God you start to operate in this place the the, the authority of Jesus it's all around us the spiritual room the spiritual realm all the time and this is what Jesus did And he has given us this authority and we are seated with Christ, seated in a position of waiting on God. And that's how we take our stand for God. That's how we take our stand against these things that go on. The devil tries to get in your mind. You go into your secret place, get clear with God. Pray, seek him. Pray. Walk with him. Let him speak to you. Let him impart to you living word, word that brings life into your heart so that you can operate spiritually and not just in the natural in your day-to-day. So Jesus would go to this place, quiet place out. He would get alone with God and then he would come back. And in Philippians 4, it says to pray without ceasing. So he would come back and he would then pray for people and minister and he would be focused on God. And, uh, and like Hudson talked about how he was focused on Star Wars and how bad it was, when you, when, you, when you wait on God and you come out of that every day, you have a God focus. And so when things come up in your day, you just d- default to God focus. You just default to praying. Uh, and all kinds of things you will know come up. And it's great to have a God focus because you can have a, uh, um, you can have a, a natural focus or you can have a spiritual focus focus and so often I'll be just driving along or something will happen and the natural default is praise the Lord come on let's let's get a scripture on this or let's wait on God on this and uh, uh, it can be be anything but let me read Philippians uh, chapter 4 for you and pray without ceasing and continuing this connection that we build in Christ Uh, it says don't be pulled in different directions or worried about Star Wars I mean a thing a thing be saturated in prayer throughout each day offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude tell him every detail of your life then God's wonderful peace that transcends human understanding will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ so keep your thoughts continually fixed on all that is authentic and real honorable admirable Beautiful and respectful, pure and holy, merciful and kind, and fasten your thoughts on every glorious work of God, praising him always. And so when you walk with him and you continue this focus, things just pop up. You just get God focused. 
Uh, and so on Christmas Eve, I uh, had been working pretty hard, was pretty tired, and big day, worked down in Barrel, drove all the way back, and um, I have a diesel ute, um, and I put unleaded fuel in it. Um, and, and it's 6.30 on Christmas Eve, and I'm like, there's cars banked up behind me. I'm like, no, and I'm like straight away really ridiculously embarrassed. Um, and um, so I am thinking, what am I going to do? It's Christmas Eve. I'm, I'm, this is going to be stuck here for weeks. Uh, no one can come at Christmas Eve. Uh, but anyway, I just start feeling anxiety. I've already, you know, pretty tired and uh, just feeling pressure and anxiety. Um, and so I just start to quietly bless it. Um, and uh, uh, I have a default scripture. All things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to his purpose. Let's claim it in all things. Um, and so, because I, I start to get anxious and I, I'm, I'm like, no, we, we can't be anxious in this. This will be all right. This is fine. This is going to work out. Uh, and I'm hard, as almost as embarrassed as I am anxious. Um, so uh, we just push it out of the way and I, I tell Sarah and I'm thinking, all right, this is going to take hours. And so I organise a tow truck and he's there within half an hour. And then Sarah sends me this guy's number who siphons fuel tanks and fixes batteries and stuff. And I'm thinking 6.30 Christmas Eve, there's no way this is going to happen. I don't even know what, what this guy does or where he is. He's in Sydney. Uh, and so I send him a message. And anyway, he's half an hour away. So he comes over and siphons my fuel tank and it's all good. But I could have got really stressed out. Uh, so it was like a, an hour and a half and the, the ute and I was driving it again. I'm like, well, that doesn't normally happen. Um, but I'm just ridiculously blessed. Um, but little things like that can just pop up and cause anxiety. God doesn't want you to be anxious. Uh, and so we're working and one of my guys has a grinder and he doesn't put the guard on properly and doesn't put the handle on because he's too familiar with the tool. And it flips on him and just rips his finger and just straight down and so I'm there with my brother who's a, a Christian and so we pray for him and he's just he's just smashed his finger and so he goes to the hospital and then uh, he's uh, you know workers comp and all kinds of stuff and um, and they're going to just cut the finger off um, and so I we prayed for him once so I grab his finger again and I pray for his finger again um, and you know I'm, I'm praying that God will just like fully heal it um, but it, it doesn't happen um, and so he's having surgeries and different things and uh, and then weeks go by and they're still talking about cutting the finger off and I'm like no nah, we're keeping this finger and I'm praying for him and I get his finger again I pray I'm believing God I know that Jesus heals and I know what he's done and and um, this guy doesn't really know anything about God and and so, but he doesn't get healed, but they don't cut his finger off and he starts to have nerves um, that he's smashed. He's, he has feeling in his finger and, and so he's still working through that process, but that just happened and it was like unexpected and we're like, how did that happen? Why didn't you put the guard on? But we just pray in all things, all the time, praying, all the time, praying and coming out of that, that quiet space and continuing our connection with God. And that's what Jesus did. He was always praying for someone, always declaring God's goodness, always praying. Uh, and, and so often I've just got a prayer going on under my breath about some circumstance or something that's going on. And I want to encourage you to get into that quiet space, connect with God and maintain that connection, maintain the word coming through you and maintain prayer. And I'm still praying for his finger and believing the best. And um, I believe that God is good, you know, and God is good. He wants to answer your prayers. So you've got to ask him. You've got to ask him. Praise the Lord. And then the, the next thing about reaching up to worship God 
is it's, it's us. It's an us thing. And in the book of Acts, as I've mentioned, it says in Acts chapter 1 that they all join together constantly in prayer. And actually Jesus in Matthew 18 teaches this. He says, Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly I tell you that if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. It's incredible. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So this is where God dwells. This is his environment for, for dwelling. He's in us together. When we are together in community. And Ruth uh, instigated a few years ago prayer partners. And so you can get a, a prayer partner. You can go to a, a connect group. And what a fantastic opportunity to go to a connect group or have a prayer partner. Someone who you can share your heart with. And can you pray this with me? Can you support me in this prayer? We have WhatsApp prayer groups and different men's groups and prayers and you see prayers coming along and, and I'll be at work on a job site somewhere and I'll hear a little ding and I'll just look at it and then I'll just go back to work and I'll be praying as I work about some circumstance. I remember when Jedediah was born and they were having all those prayers and I was on a job site in Sydney on a rooftop and I'm just looking towards the Central Coast going, Jedediah, you little fighter, we declare God's goodness over your life. It's just then and there, it's just right now, it's... All the time, it's prayer and it's prayer groups and joining together with prayer. And in Acts chapter 1, they all joined together constantly in prayer. The disciples, Jesus, when he went back to heaven, he said, go into the city and wait for the gift. And while they were waiting, they joined together in prayer. And that was the disciples, that was, it says the women, it says um, Mary, Jesus' mother and his brothers. And they all joined together. They were there and they were, they were connected. And they were into it. And they saw incredible miracles. In Acts chapter 2, it says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And they saw incredible miracles. Everyone was filled with awe to, many, to the many signs and wonders performed by the apostles. There was a depth in them that had a foundation, that when they came together, they connected with each other, they connected with God. They went after him and they saw an incredible move of God. You know, God is moving and he is doing incredible things all everywhere. In, in, this, in this community, in every community where there's faith, he is moving. He's got a plan, he's got a purpose and he wants us together in community. You're wired for community. Boys will join gangs just to fulfil that desire of community. You look around in the nation. There are so many sports clubs and clubs and pubs and people are fulfilling this desire to get connected. We are wired for connection and God is wired for connection. He loves connection and he sent Jesus to die on a cross so that we could have this connection. He wanted it so bad and he wanted you to know him and he saw you, he knows who you are and he wants to connect with you today. He wants to connect with you all the time and so he has instituted Jesus instituted waiting together going together and this is what they did and in Acts chapter 4 it says they raised their voices together in prayer they were still going years later they were still going at it and still seeing God moved and now it's our turn to continue in this connection and in this community and these prayers and this type of connection when we pray together 
It just keeps us together, keeps us on God's will, keeps us on what He is doing and helps us not to focus on our own lives. Because in this nation, one of the easiest things is to focus on your own life. And so many people are just doing what they're doing because they think that's what they should do. They have no idea about God and it's really sad because there's a God in heaven who has given them free will and let them have a free choice and they just live by what they think they should do. But here we know the gospel and so we connect with God and we see him move on and through us to people uh, all around in this community. I remember when I, when I first went to that prayer meeting, um, the, there were people, like I got saved and there were people getting saved all the time. And it was a little chaotic, but God was moving and doing things, and it was just a great introduction. And I'm still keen and excited to continue seeing God move. And he wants to move this year. He wants to move through you and in you. Uh, and he wants you to be connected in community. Uh, and if I, if I look around this room and I, I look at uh, you, and, uh, and I don't just know some of you by saying, oh, I know some of you by the prayers that we've prayed together. And there's a depth in that. I prayed for Hudson several times for safety when he was in the army. Ruth would message me, pray for Hudson. He's doing this thing and praying for work for him, praying for Al and Linda, for their boys, love their boys, fantastic people, blessing them. Dale, oh man, sometimes I think I have a hard time and then I think of some of the things I've prayed with Dale about. Or seen him go through and seen that they've and just praying and it takes us on a deeper level. Praying for John for his work, praying, prayed with John out at Lake. I mean, you see the passion that he has for those kids praying together out there. It takes you deeper when you get to to see these prayers come up. The other week, Edgar's name popped up on the prayer thing. We're praying for Edgar, but. Praying for Peter and Bernice, Sass, been praying for all these families, all these things. There's a deeper connection that God wants us to be involved with each other, connected, praying together, praying for Annie. Always pray for Ollie, her son, and I've known Ollie since I was at school. And bless Ollie, he's a Great guy, but he needs a deeper connection with God. And we're blessing him. We're believing for God to move. We're believing for good things. And there's people for you to connect with this year. Can we have the band come up, please? We're going to close. Um, and so as we move forward this year, as we move forward with our connection with God, uh, and we just remember that he's created a space for us to wait on him, to gain authority, to, to know his authority, to have faith. So many things just come out of the quiet space of praying together. There's a connection that we maintain throughout the day and then there's a deeper community connection. And I want to ask you this morning, what's the next step for you? What's God calling you to be faithful in? What's he calling you to have courage in? What's he calling you? I don't ever find things are so difficult that you can't take the next step with the Lord. He has, that's what grace is for. That's why he wants to give us grace because when you don't have the ability, he will give you the ability to do what he's calling you to do and it's simply go after him and pray 
and connect with him. And when the disciples first went after him, when they first stepped out towards him, Jesus turned toward them and what do you want? And they said, where are you staying? And they went and spent the day with him. He just wants that connection. He just wants to be involved and he knows the good things that he has for you, the prayers for you to pray, the people for you to influence and the deeper connections that he has for you. Come on, let's stand and pray. hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.